What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Cold Seat Podcast, where the seats are cold, but the takes are hot. We've got our second NBA mock draft of the 2022 offseason for you guys today. Uh, we're going to kick it off. We're going to go live draft. We're, uh, usually we, we, we will do the mock kind of prior to recording, then we'll go over the mock um, as we go. But today we're doing it live on the recording. Um, going to get it rolling here. I'm going to go with the first pick that I, I had evens last week. I'm going to go with odds this week. Brett's going to have evens this week. We'll switch it up a little bit. I'm going to get kicked off here at number one with the Orlando Magic, and I'm going to go with uh, power forward Jabari Smith out of Auburn. Um, this just seems like it's going to be the pick. Power forward fits their needs the best. Um, number one, number two, I just think Jabari is probably the best player in this draft. I think he offers a really, really, really high floor as well as a super high ceiling. Um, like I said, I think it feels like it's a safer pick for them, and uh, it addresses their needs and probably gets them the best player in this draft. Yeah, and no, I agree. I think it's the best pick, like you said. For the Orlando Magic, um, they can't afford to miss on this pick. And like you said, safest. Um, but with the second overall pick, kind of this is where things kind of get interesting. Obviously, you have Paul Bancaro and Chet Holmgren on the board as kind of the top two guys. Jaden Ivey, um, but it's not as maybe as expected for him to go top four uh, or top three, should I say. So I'm going to go with Paulo Bancaro, the power forward out of Duke. I think he offers the most for the Thunder. Yeah, like that. I think you mentioned a good point here um, with Ivy. It's just he's, he's probably a top three player potentially. Um, there's just really no team at the top that needs a guard. And it was, at Houston here, I'm not going to take Ivy as much as it would be intriguing to get him in a backcourt with Jalen Green. You talk about a, a super athletic, super explosive backcourt. I just don't know if that's the way that they're going to go necessarily. Um, so here I'm going to go with Chet Holmgren. Uh, out of the uh, center, power forward slash center. Um, with the height, he can probably be a center at the next level as well, the power forward out of Gonzaga. I'm concerned they just moved Christian Wood to the Dallas Mavericks. You figure they have to get a big. Um, again, they'd love to get Ivy and pair him with, with um, you know, with Jalen Green. But they also have John Wall, Eric Gordon still on the roster. So I think he got to go with a big man here and get uh, Holmgren and kind of bet. Uh, he's, a, he's a really safe defensive pick. I just don't know how his offensive game translates, but I think the ceiling is certainly there for him to be a great offensive player at the next level. Yeah, I mean, team like a team like that that could really just use anything, any new guys on the roster that have potential. Um, and Chet's that guy. I mean, he has the highest potential in this class, and I think he could provide the value that they're looking for, uh, especially after shipping off Christian Wood. Um, just even more of a need for a big guy there. So I think I think that's the kind of move they make. Whether you know whether it's him or Ben Caro or whoever, uh, I definitely think they should go big man here just because of the current state of their roster. But at number four here, going to go with Jaden Ivey. Um, it's an easy pick, I think, you know, with De'Aaron Fox. They have Sabonis, um, really the top two guys. I think Ivey will probably – him and De'Aaron Fox will kind of both play on ball um, or both – have ball, have, bring the ball up the court. Um, and then you have Davion Mitchell who's a really good defender. And I think he'll be the off ball guard that'll probably start. Um, obviously you can shift guys around. So no one's really set to a specific position, but yeah, I mean, those three guards, Fox, Mitchell, and if they take Ivy plus Sabonis, I mean, they're looking much better next year. Just kind of have to see how their front office handles it and how they can make the most of those guards. Yeah, no doubt. Um, definitely a good pick there. Again, I think you, you pair Ivy with Fox, and then you get Davion Mitchell in there as well. It's a great, great backcourt for the future. Um, obviously, 
Fox isn't isn't quite rookie age anymore, but um, seems got a second contract. But he's still a great player, uh, no question about that. Especially on the defensive end, so I think you get those three. He's gonna be really athletic, really good defensive backcourt. Um, and I hate to I hate to keep it vanilla with what we did last week, but how do you not take Keegan Murray here for the for the Detroit Pistons? Um, I guess shit on Sharp's a guy I'd consider. I just I think Keegan Murray. I think we had this conversation maybe maybe when we had it the other day. I think Keegan Murray is one of the one of the highest floor guys in this prospect. Maybe he's not had the high, he didn't have the high ceiling. Maybe a Bancaro or a Jabari Smith has him, a Chet Holmgren. But I think his floor is very high. I think he's a really safe pick. Um, again, he's just a really consistent player at Iowa. I like what it brings to the, for the brings to the table offensively. He can do a lot. Um, you know, pretty solid handles for a guy who's six eight. It moves pretty well. So I'm not, I think I you know kind of have to go with him here. Uh, like I said, I hate to keep it vanilla, but uh, I think you get a a, a dominant. Potential dominant score uh, with Kate. I know they have Marvin Bagley, but uh, you know who knows how that's going to pan out long term. So I think you pair, uh, I think you pair Keegan Murray with Kate going forward here. Yeah, I like it. Uh, those two guys, you know, they really have a young roster. I think if they develop a really good core, they can become good down the, in the next maybe three years away. Um, you just want to build up guys together, build chemistry, fit the roster well, play with each other well. I think that's what they'll do if they elect to go with Murray. The sixth pick here, Indiana Pacers have it. Um, and I'm going to switch it up this week, go with the Australian Dyson Daniels. He was a G League Ignite point guard. Uh, and Pacers kind of looking for that point guard. Um, they're not really sure what they're going to do with that position, it looks like. And they're, it's a really good pick to get younger here for them. So I think that's probably the pick they're going to go with. Um, I mean, they could use a center. Uh, to put with Miles Turner as Turner's probably gone pretty soon. So you could always do that, but you can also wait till next year or get one at the deadline or whatever, just based off how their roster is looking. But I think that'd be a good move for them getting a point guard. Yeah, no doubt. Um, really good move there. Um, a guy who's gotten a lot of hype um, kind of as of late, had a good year in the G League. Um, it's kind of hard to judge some of the G League guys said it last week, but um, I like that pick there a lot for them. Get the trailblazers on the clock here, and you can kind of go any different way, um, you know, position wise. Here, you got Shannon Sharp on the board, you've got uh, you know, Jalen Dern's on the board, Johnny Davis on the board. Um, and this is tough, and I think I'm gonna go with Jalen Duran because I think if they if they feel like they can keep Dame and they can get a, a solid a guy who I think has a really high ceiling here. They don't need a scorer. They need a guy who's going to come in and, and, and you know, rebound and play defense. I think Jalen Duran is that. He's got a pretty solid offensive offensive ceiling as well. And I think that, um, you know, they, they did the whole two-guard thing with with Dame and it really didn't work for him. So, I think they go Duran here and they try and keep uh, – try and play better defense. It's always been kind of their problem. So, maybe that maybe that's a solution. I'm not really sure. Um, but I think that's the route that I'm going to go with here is with Jalen Duran. Yeah, no, I like that pick for them. Um, Nurse kind of get up, getting up there, and I think yeah. learning from him will be big and kind of similar style. Um, I don't know if Nurse is going to stay there long term, so that, that's yeah. a smart pick for them in the long term. Not to mention, I mean, the health issue, the health hasn't really been there for Nurkic either, so um, yeah. you, get young, you get younger there too. It always helps with the depth. Yeah. Uh, the eighth pick here, got the Pelicans on the clock. They could go a few different ways here. Um, you know, they have a big need at center, which I was thinking about. Um, 
I don't really know what they would want to do with Valanchunas. Uh, he has two years on his contract, but he's just not really a high-impact guy, it seems, as of late. Uh, so I'm going to give Mark Williams the dominant shot blocker uh, out of Duke. I like this pick for him, mixing it up a little bit. Um, he's 6'10", 240, only 20 years old, so a lot of room to develop for him. And I think, you know, they'll be able to – the Pelicans will be able to develop him well Um you know, they've had success drafting big men, and I think it'll continue here. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, you definitely – you did your Spurs wrong at nine here. Uh, maybe would have gone with Davis again, uh, same thing last week. But I'll, I'll switch it up here, um, and I'll give him a guy that I have a lot of confidence in at the next level. Um, and I hate to give the Spurs another guard, but the way this board falls, I don't know if I want to give him – I'd rather give him a scoring shooting guard. Um, you know, Lonnie Walker really hasn't been that for them. And I want to try and take some scoring load off DeJounte Murray, who, you know, had times where he'd go for 35 and a triple-double. Um, he doesn't need to be that kind of guy. I'd like to see him maybe get a little more effort on the defensive end um, and kind of maximize his strong suits on defense. I'm going to give him Johnny Davis here. Guy I think is a really gifted scorer. Um, a guy, again, one of my favorite players in this draft. Um I'm going to give him Davis here. Oh, my average almost 20 a game at Wisconsin. I think he takes a huge scoring load off that, off that, the backcourt that they already have there with, um, with DeJounte Murray and Lonnie Walker. I think he probably starts from day one. Um, and, and I think he pairs really, really well next to DeJounte Murray as well. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, you, you, you know the Spurs better than I do, but I feel like that's, I feel like he's a guy that would fit well next to DeJounte in terms of play style. Yeah. No, I mean, we definitely need another score to help take a load off DeJounte. And whether it be through a big man or, you know, a two or a three, I think it's going to be done in the draft. Never want to spend big in free agency, regardless of the rumors going on right now. But we might add someone like Zach Levine or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I like Johnny Davis a lot. I think he could be really good for the roster. Lonnie Walker is a restricted free agent, so it's not entirely certain that he'll be on the team next year. But, I mean, we have a lot of guys that are a little bit older um, and a lot of guys that aren't really great scorers. Obviously, anyone can get hot. But other than, you know, DeJounte and Keldon Johnson, no one really scored that well this year, and we're looking for a good shooting too. So I think Johnny Davis could be just that. And then the 10th pick of the draft, Washington Wizards have it. And looking around here, I'm trying to figure out who to pick. Um, I mean, you still got Bradley Beal for a year, but I don't know. I mean, it's kind of untradeable now with it being one year left. So unless there's like a trade and with an extension in it, um, it's likely not to happen. Um, I really don't know what direction they would want to go with this board. It's a little different board that we had last week for him. Um, trying to think here. So what I want to put with because they just got Porzingis and they got yeah they have Kuzma Porzingis Brad Beal only for one year. I, I if it, I think I think Beal's getting moved in a three team deal this offseason. I just that that's the feeling I've I've had. It's kind of the feeling that that seems to be going around that they 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 should get that thirty six million off the books this year and just figure something yeah. else out. Um, I mean, again, it have to probably have to be a three team deal to get that contract moved around, but. Um, regardless of what they do Brad Beals had some injury and I think what they could do is get a versatile backcourt guy Um, I'm going to give him Shaden Sharp 
I mean, he's he's pretty young. I think he's 19, but I mean, six six can really play in either guard spot. Didn't play uh, much of the point guard spot just because Ty Ty Washington was that for them this year. But I think Shaden Sharp could definitely, you know, either be the one or the two for him. And I think, you know, with Beal's kind of uncertainty what they want to do, I think he'll probably provide the most value for him with the board. Yeah, that's probably where I would have gone, just considering the upside that he's going to bring to the table athletically. They got super long wingspan for me in 6'6", um, really athletic. Just didn't really get a lot of exposure at Kentucky this year for what you thought he might do. But I think the, the traits and the tools are certainly there. Um, got the Knicks here at tw- at 11, starting off this uh, second third, this middle third of the mock here. Um, kind of a tough a tough spot to draft. Just I think we said it last week, too. It's just – you look at the Knicks roster, you don't really know what they're going to do with R.J. Barrett, who's got one more year left in his deal and could just, you know, probably gets extended. Um, you know, Julius Reynolds is obviously the centerpiece there. They've had a lot of, a lot of money set up in Evan Fournier and Derrick Rose. So it's kind of tough to look at and go, where, where do you want to go? Again, I think this is going to be a guy that I, I think I'm going to go with an upside pick here. Um, this is tough. I, I really do think I'm going to go – I'm going to go with um, Benedict Mathurin out of Arizona, um, guy who plays really good defense, uh, ported in last year, set almost 18 points a game for uh, for Arizona. Long arms. He's got two years of college experience. He's still young, though, at 20. And I just think, again, he's a good, def- a good defensive player. Um, you know, projects probably pretty well as a 3 and D guy or just kind of a 3 and wing scorer type deal. Not necessarily a, a 3 and D, but, you know, maybe a, a defense and, you know, just perimeter shooter, um, wing, wing, wing scorer. So, whether that be, um, you know, on the high post or, or, you know, even from three, I think he's going to be able to play well off Julius Randle there and R.J. Barrett, assuming R.J. Barrett's there long-term. Um, again, tough spot to drop, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Matt Theron there. Yeah, I like it. You know, they could really use that kind of guy on the team, like you said, um, and I think he'll really help their shooting and help, you know, not like he had a ton of attention, but help R.J. Barrett out. Yeah. Um, Oh, the 12th pick here, Thunder back on the clock. And this is a pretty easy pick for me. I'm going with A.J. Griffin. Um, probably the best option for him. I mean, he's 6'6", uh, really, really good shooter, and that's kind of what they need. You know, they have SGA, um, and now they got A.J. that can play the three. You drafted Bancaro, who can play the four, and your lineup's starting to look pretty good. Um, and they have a bunch of draft picks coming up in the next few years. So, Roster-wise, things are looking good for the Thunder. Um, I'm not kind of sure who they're going to put where in terms of the one through three. But if they can, you know, maybe sign a guy for the front court to put with Bancaro, they'll be looking real good on paper. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Um, we've kept it chalked the last two picks for what we did last week, and I'm really not sure what I'm going to do here at 13 with the Charlotte Hornets, I mean, my biggest problem with their roster looking at it you know, off the cuff here is this $30 million have got tied up in Gordon Hayward next year. And I'm pretty sure it's 31 or 32 the following year. If you get two more years off on his deal, Terry Rose, your contract is very ugly as well. Um, I mean, this, I mean, geez, they've spent some terrible money. I'm just looking at kind of the, the cap that we look at here. Um, tough, tough to kind of figure out what I want to do here. Um, but I think I'm going to go, with a guy uh, I think is going to fit well next to LaMelo Ball. I think he kind of brings an element to the team that they don't have right now, which is a solidified scorer, uh, a guy who's played pretty good defense in the college level. 
on a uh, on a national championship team. I'm gonna go with Ochai Abaji. Um, just he can, I think he slots in at the two from day one. That 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 wing room at the three four is really crowded right now. Um, just for the money they have on that roster, so I think getting a guy at the two would fit them really well. I think. You know, maybe he doesn't start from day one on that team, but I think he, by the end of the year, he's starting next to Lamelo, and I think he takes some wants to take some scoring load off him. I think he can also bring some defensive presence on the other side, on the other side of the ball. Um, I think he get a really solid three of Lamelo Ball, who improved defensively last year, Abaji and um, uh, Mikhail Bridges or Miles Bridges rather. So I think they those three kind of make a, a, a an above average uh, tr- threesome on the on the defensive end. Yeah, no, I like that for him. Um, a good way to kind of get back on track is through defense. And I think, like you said, it'll look good for him next year if they got a Baji. Uh, 14th pick here. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers are on the clock. I'm going to go with Tari Eason, the small forward out of LSU. Um, you know, their three and four room is kind of unproven. Um even the five, I mean, you got Jared Allen. He's only, I mean, he has four years left on his contract. I don't know if they're going to keep him for all four. You got Kevin Love for one more year. Uh, Evan Mobley looked good, but I mean, you're three. I think if you put Easton at the three, that'd be really good for him with, you know, they have Levert. Sexton's probably gone, um, if I had to guess, but, you know, Levert's a really solid player, one healthy. And they got a bunch of guys that can compete for a point guard spot. So I think drafting Easton, putting him there at the three, uh, will be much beneficial to their defense. Yeah, I like that a lot. A uh, guy who was a Naismith uh, defensive semifinalist last year, um, really athletic. So a good move there for them. Hornets are back up on the clock here. And I'd like to go with a center for him. I just don't know if Walker Kessler's a pick here. I don't think he's a top 15 pick. Um, but just considering the talent on the board. Um, Let's see here. Let's look at the board. Let's kind of scroll down a little bit. I think I'm going to go with uh, Jeremy Sochan. I think or I think that's how you say his last name. Um, guy who – what's that? I think it's like Sohan. Sohan that's right, Sohan. Yeah. yeah. Um, guy at 6'10 who's, who's really athletic. Um, I think he could – you know, play the five even a small ball lineup at six ten. I mean, the NBA is very positionless now. So, um, guy with a really really high ceiling. Didn't play a ton at Baylor last year just due to the depth that they had. Um, and I think he had a. I think he got banged up at some point in the year, as most of that roster did. So I think uh, a guy there with a high ceiling, really athletic. Um, again, you just kind of want to get younger and get just some athletes on that team um, and kind of just keep building through Lamelo there. Yeah. Um... That'll be another good pick for him. I think he's a guy that can develop. Probably doesn't have a huge impact year one, but can be that guy off the bench that can, you know, get you some impact plays down the stretch most games. Sixteenth pick, the Atlanta Hawks have it, and they don't have a whole lot of needs. Um, trying to figure out where to go with this pick. Um, you know, they kind of have a roster outside of Trey Young and John Collins. I mean, John Collins is a guy that is rumored to be traded every year. Uh, I mean, Clint Capella's doesn't have a whole lot. Uh, I mean, he's not bad, but I mean, I guess for the contract, 18 a year, not terrible, but they could go a lot of different ways here. Um, I mean, I was thinking of a bunch of different scenarios kind of with this board. 
And I'm going to go kind of a little bit of a shocker here. And Nikola Jovic, the small forward out of the Mega Mozart uh, Serbian team with the pink unis, um, I think he'll fit in nicely. He could play the three, um, but being in 6'10", he can flex to the four as well if John Collins were to be traded. Um, they also have DeAndre Hunter, who doesn't play a whole lot, but he's a guy that could, you know, just bring competition in and fight for the starting spot. I love that get for them. Um, kind of look at the board. That was a guy that kind of stuck out to me just looking at the board there. Um, versatile guy. I'm, I'm a big John Collins fan personally. I really like his game. I think if they moved him, it would be a mistake. But, uh, well, you know, what do I know? Um, but that's a really solid pick for them there. Again, versatile guy who can play the three, stretch to the four if need be. So, really like that for them. Um, Houston Rockets are up here. Jalen Green, pick number two overall last year. Chet Holmgren, pick number three this year um, in this mock. We got another pick at 26, and we're here at 17. Um, you know, John Wall is not a future piece for them. He's a lost cause, in my opinion. Um, you're really building for the future here. Uh, you know, you've got Jalen Green, center of the two guard. You've got Chet Holmgren now playing the five or the four. And I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with a guy who who I really liked this past year at point guard in college, and that's gonna be Kennedy Chandler. Um, most people like Ty Ty Washington more in this draft. I personally, Kennedy Chandler did, did a little bit more with a little with a whole lot less at Kentucky, or I guess compared to Kentucky, what he did what he did at Tennessee, as opposed to what Ty Ty did at, at Kentucky. Um, I just like Chandler's game a little bit more. Um, it's just honestly just a preference thing. Again, I think Ty Ty had a lot more talent around him at Kentucky as opposed to what. Kennedy Chandler had around him at Tennessee. I think he's a better defender as well. So, um, you know, like I said, you got Jalen Green, who's not known for playing defense. You get Chet, and then you get, you know, he's, who's got a super high floor defensively, and then you get a guy like Chandler who's going to be a solid defender. Uh, even at 6'1", a solid defender at the point guard position. So, um, that's what I'm going to go with there. Again, it's just it's just a matter of preference of who I think is the better player. Yeah, no, it's not a bad pick. I like Chandler. He'll have, bring really good defense to that team. Um, like you said, it could really be either guard there, but I like that pick a lot. Um, 18, we got the Bulls here. Team that could go multiple di different directions. Um, haven't had a pick yet. And Zach Levine, kind of uncertain if he'll be back. Right now, it's starting to get some rumors behind him returning to Chicago. I don't know if that'll hold or what. Um, but, I mean – the team's kind of in a weird spot. They have a bunch of guys that really don't do a whole lot at guard. I mean, you look at their guard room. I mean, they have, obviously, DeMar that can play the two. But you have Lonzo, Caruso, Kobe hey, White. Goat. Don't Devin sip on Dawson. Caruso, my guy. Come on now. All those guys are not <laughs> starters. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Lonzo could maybe start every now and then, but. I mean, they just have a ton of young guards that they haven't seemed to hit on. Um, so I don't – I'm kind of hesitant to go in that direction. So it's a tough pick here, trying to really figure out the best case scenario for them. If they want to develop, then you probably go with Usman Jang, um, 6'10 guy um, from France, I believe it is. So yep. I think 
getting a guy like him, I mean, 6'10 at the next level with his kind of handles will be really beneficial to that team. And I think will provide them with a lot of versatility. So chose to go with him. Um, like I said, the guards kind of need to fight it out. Adding another guard to that room would only do so much because they've just all their first round picks seems like recently have gone to the backcourt. And I think, you know, getting a guy that can play the four most likely will be more beneficial to that roster. Yeah, I like that a lot. I, I was thinking kind of like I said, looking at the board between him and EJ Liddell, just guys that, um, you know, aren't guards. They're, they're big. They're, you know, they're going to be Liddell's going to be a power forward at the next level, uh, maybe a small forward. Same thing with Jang. He's going to be a small forward, power forward guy at the next level. Um, so I like that. I like that pick there a lot for them. I think that, you know, Zach Levine comes back. That guard room's solid. Um, they're really good defensively with Lonzo and Caruso. Um, Kobe White's a guy they really didn't hit on. But again, um, still young. You know, a lot of sometimes NBA guys take a few years to develop. Um, so just a lot of, like you said, a lot of uncertainty in that guard room. And I think you've kind of got to let those guys settle into their roles. Um, all those guys are new to the team for the most part last year, Caruso, Lonzo. So I think you got to let those guys settle a little bit. But um, I'm going off the Bulls and I'm on to the Minnesota Timberwolves here at 19. And um, kind of similar situation to what the Bulls have gone. A little more certainty here at the guard room, I think, though. Anthony Edwards, certainly a guy uh, you feel really, really good about. Uh, the shooting guard position, D'Angelo Russell and Patrick Beverly is a really solid duo there at point guard um, and a whole lot of nothing at the forward spot. So here I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, with EJ Liddell. I think he's probably the best, you know, m- more, most certain prospect here at the, the, the small four power forward spot. Um, kind of a, a somewhat, I guess the Ohio State is a team at a disappointing year on um, this past season. EJ Liddell still averaged almost 20 a game at, at just about 19 and a half a game. So really solid score. Um, I think he's got a pretty, pretty decent defensive game, especially when, you know, you take the scoring a lot off of him. I think he can focus a little more energy to the defensive end, considering you've got Cat, Anthony Edwards, and D'Lo there. So I think, um, I think EJ Liddell has a lot of room to grow, and I think he could do that with Minnesota. Yeah, I like it. Um kind of a guy that could be pretty versatile, pretty versatile again um, for the Timberwolves. And I think that's kind of what they're looking forward with, looking for with a pretty set backcourt. Um, Spurs up here at 20 is a pretty easy pick. I'm going to go with Walker Kessler, um, a really, really good shot blocker, only 20 years old at seven foot. Um, front court was kind of, Yaka Pirtle came on pretty strong down the stretch, but he's just, not as consistent as you want in a center with the kind of a few really solid scores on the roster outside of him. And then Kessler brings the defense as well. Um, just a ton of block shots last year at Auburn. And I think that'll probably be a ideal scenario at 20 if we didn't take a guard or a big man at nine. Yeah, for sure. I think um, Walker Kessler's, I mean, he's a phenomenal defender. Um, won the Nace with the award last year for defensive player of the year in college. So that's a really, really solid pick there. Um, according to the board, it's a little early. I personally don't think so. I think 20 is a really good spot for them, especially with the Spurs. That, that's team fit. It's perfect. Love that pick there for them. And up here at 21, getting in the last third of this mock today, or tonight rather, um, with the Denver Nuggets on the clock. Really disappointing year for them, even though they had Jokic winning the MVP again. Um you know, if, off the cuff, you may think this is a tough pick, but it's really not. This is a fairly simple pick for me, actually. It's going to be Ty Ty Washington. Um, you know, Jamal Murray is a point guard, but he can also play more. I think he's a better shooting guard than he is a point guard when he's not having to distribute as much. Um, 
Instagram master Jamal Murray. So I'm going to go with uh, Ty Ty Washington here uh, to play point guard for them. Uh, you know, obviously they have they have Murray under the contract for the next series, but the guys you know hadn't seemed to get be able to be healthy, uh, which isn't his fault. Just a guy who's been injury prone the last couple of years. Um, you think a little insurance policy at the guard spot here as well as a guy to develop. And I think Ty Ty Washington, I think you stop the fall here of him. I think you take him at 21. Yeah, I like it. Um, the guy that could really have gone earlier, and I think he lands at a good spot there at a team that's kind of a little bit of trouble cap space-wise, so they may have to move some guys around in order to get the good roster or the most ideal roster that they can. But I like the pick form there, and I think it makes them a good bit better. Uh, 22nd pick here in the 2022 draft. Grizzlies are on the clock. Really strong year this past year. Um, you know, couldn't really stay healthy down the stretch. But, I mean, Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaw, all guys that had big impacts for that team this past year. But they didn't have much depth. Um, I mean, you look at the roster, they probably had two guys off the bench that did really anything for the course of the season. So I'm going to give them a depth piece. And Malachi Branham, kind of the first guy you can take off the bench there uh, in the guard room. I mean, Tyus Jones is experienced bet, but I don't think he – kind of brings what you need. Uh, Malachi, you know, he played at Ohio State last year, was kind of their two guard. He looks pretty good over the course of the season, kind of came on late, which is why his draft stock's high now. Averaged almost 14, but he's 6'6", 195. Um, so pretty versatile guy and pretty ideal size you'd want for a guy that can even play the three, you know. Sometimes they would have Dylan Brooks at the two, and Bain was normally their three, but you could really move him around, and it just gives you more versatility. Yeah, I like that a lot there um, for them. Moving to 23 here at uh, in the draft here at the Philadelphia 76ers on the board. Talk about a team that is in cap purgatory, negative $34.5 million in cap um, projected next year. Uh, they've got – they're just in a – they're in a bad spot in terms of trying to build this roster out um, where they look like they're not going to really be competitive in the East potentially. Um so it's hard, it's hard to make a pick here for him. I'm between two guys, and I think I'm going to go with the guy at, at a more of a position of need and a guy that, that I think has a really high ceiling. That's going to be Kendall Brown, a small forward out of Baylor, true freshman last year. Um, again, just kind of on a really loaded roster last year. Didn't get, didn't get um, you know, as much or as many minutes, rather, as, as much playing time as he would have in another program. So guy with a really, really high ceiling athletically too, super good athlete. Um, you know, maybe he doesn't work out. Maybe he, maybe he does. I don't know. Um, but I think that's a pick that the 76 would make there again, really long athlete. Um, wingspan's great. I get six, eight, really solid. So, um, yeah, I need to take that in the athletic profile there. Yeah. Like, like you said, a guy that has a lot of upside freak athlete, um, you know, this game could translate to the next level. I don't think it's right away, but I think it will um, whenever that is. 24th pick on the clock here. The Milwaukee Bucks on the board with just the 24th and 54th for the draft. Kind of looking for guys in that front court. Um, not a ton of options here, but Jay Claravia out of Wake Forest is on the board. Projected first round pick, a 6'8", could play the four most likely. Uh, you can move Ibaka maybe to the five. Um, Brooke Lopez, you know, kind of isn't doing a whole lot, but I think with Laravia, um, 
they'll be much more versatile, and he's another good scorer that's a little bit bigger. Yeah, that's a good move. Again, um, they could use kind of another backcourt piece um, or frontcourt piece, rather. They don't really have us. They have they don't have anything to do at center. Brook Lopez didn't play at all in the postseason, so um, definitely a good move to get some depth there for him. Um, Spurs are back on the clock, twenty-five here, trying to round out this draft. Johnny Davis at nine, Walker Kessler at twenty, two of the stars of college basketball last year. Um, and this is tough. I, I won't lie. This is not an easy pick to make here. Um, I really don't know what direction I'd like to go. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with a guy who, who's pretty high on this board, um, not a college player, played in the G League. Um, but a guy who could develop his scoring game, um, Guy who has got a lot of confidence. I'm gonna go with Jalen Hardy or Jaden Hardy rather. Uh, again, a guy who's who's pretty high on this board. Um, you know, this would be a great value pick um, for the Spurs. Again, it's at guard, but want Lonnie Walker's probably not back. I think you can probably say that if he's a free agent. I don't know if the Spurs are gonna go match what he gets elsewhere. Um, there just really wasn't another another front court guy to go get here, and I, and I didn't. I don't know. I, you could have gone with Wendell Moore Jr., but um, I think you'd rather kind of go with another guy um, in the guard spot again. I, you don't really know what that guard room's going to look like in a year. So, outside of Dejounte and Johnny Davis, you have no idea what that's going to look like in a year. So, yeah, I don't mind the pick. I think bringing in competition will be good for that room. Um, just seeing kind of who fits well between Keldon and Dejounte. I think with Kessler, will probably start. Um, kind of searching for two starters there on the roster. So I like it. Um, kind of figuring out who would start there would be fun. Um, but I think it's a good pick. And then 26 here, we have the Houston Rockets back on the board here. They took Chet Holmgren and Kennedy Chandler. And they have, they have obviously more needs uh, picking this high. I'm going to go David Roddy, Colorado State. Power forward is listed at 6'5". Um, was a Big guy, um, kind of 260, um, so a little bit stockier, kind of like EJ Liddell. Probably play the three more, um, but it was a good score this past year, and I think, you know, being that big can help you translate your game more easy, and he also had three years of experience in college, so he could he could have a good impact day one. Yeah, for sure. I like that a lot. Uh, like you said, a guy who going to be a little more physical, um, definitely going to be a defensive presence for you. Um, you know, maybe you're going to be a guy like Draymond Green, who not, I'm not saying he's going to be the same player, but a guy like Draymond Green who's going to cover guys who are a little bit bigger than him height-wise, but he's going to bring a physicality to the table that, um, you know, not going to seal from a lot of guys at 6'5". So I think it's a bold pick there from them, but I like it a lot, actually. Uh, it fits really well. 27 here. I'm um, going to go with Christian Coloco to the Miami Heat. Uh, they could use another big. Obviously, they have Bam, but outside of Bam, they really don't have a ton. Giannis Haslam is like, 80 years old. Markeith Morris is a Morris brother. That dude's going to play one great game every 20. Um, and outside of that, they really don't have anything else. So um, going to go with Christian Coloco. Going to bring you some scoring. Going to bring you some you – know, it's just good play at the, the at the power forward spot. Um, he's not going to do anything outstanding, but he's going to be a solid player all around. So, yeah, we could definitely develop his game. Um, but I like that pick as a kind of a – just a, a traditional power forward for him. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think it'll pay off for them in the long run. 
The 28th pick belongs to the Warriors here. And I think, you know, a team that's over the cap by 49 mil. Um, kind of interesting here. I mean, you obviously pay Steph. Clay's got two years left. Williams got a year left. But they got to move on from a few guys. Uh, they've had a couple swing and misses in the draft and then a couple hits. Um, you know, another guy that I think could come in and have like a Jordan Poole kind of impact on this roster would be Jalen Williams uh, out of Santa Clara. Six six, just another versatile guy that can play the one through three, um, you know, regardless of injury. The, the roster is kind of set, obviously, with – you know, winning it all, but I mean, their next picks are 51 and 57. So they got to take advantage of the high pick here and draft an impact guy. And whether they think that's Williams or not, I think he's a guy that could have a big impact on that team. Yeah, no doubt. I like that pick a lot. Um, that's a really, really solid pick for them. Um, just in terms of just kind of all around, I think he fits there really well. Um, like you said, a guy who could have a Jordan pool type impact scored 18 a game last year at Santa Clara. So he definitely poured in, um, can divide I think, develop his three-point shooting game. Uh, you saw Jordan Poole do it when he got there. I think a guy who can develop defensively as well. Um, the fact that he didn't have to score 18 a game. He has to score two buckets a game potentially when he gets in. So a guy's going to get to hone his defensive end skills there as well. So I like that pick a lot for Golden State. Just a team that seems to hit on guards at a super high clip. So I'm sure he'll turn out well for me if he ends up going there. Um, we got my last pick of the mock tonight. The 29th overall pick belongs to the Memphis Grizzlies. Team that's had a lot to do with the Golden State Warriors on Twitter the past couple of days. Um, but uh, Twitter aside, uh, I'm going to go with Wendell Moore Jr. here. Um, boards got him at 29. We're at pick 29. This seems to fit pretty nicely. Um, I, like, I like him as a scorer. I like him as a shooter. Um, you know, a guy who's listed at 6'6 and listed as a small forward, but I think uh, is going to be able to play the two at the next level with no problem at all. Uh, like we said earlier, they could use a ton of depth at the two. And at the three, um, Dylan Brooks listed as a three, can play the two, though. Um, Desmond Bain, similar deal, we can play the two if you need him to. So I think um, I think Wendell Moore Jr., just another versatile guy, can play the two or three, the wing spot, um, get him some depth. I think you mentioned they had, what, no more than three players off the bench and in the playoffs. So you got to get some more guys there to kind of fill in the depth. Yeah, I like it for him. I mean, you're just looking for depth at that point. Yeah, and to round out the second and final mock draft Monday NBA edition that we have for y'all, I'm going to go with Christian Brown, the shooting guard slash small forward out of Kansas, a guy that had a high impact for that team, started all last season, that they won the national championship. Kind of that, you know, annoying kind of player that always gets in, and he was a monster on the boards, uh, really impactful there for him, even when McCormick was out. They were still, you know, in the plus category and rebounding should sneak into the end of the first round here. Um, looks really good. I think his game will translate to the next level being six, six two eighteen. as a really good size, um, a good defense for, you know, he can guard the four for being a little bit undersized in, in that aspect. But I think if you put him on a team like Denver, I think that'll help him a lot, help Jokic and just to help that roster overall be more versatile. I mean, you have Ty Ty Washington, Jamal Murray, but, I mean, you bring in a guy like this and it just brings more competition and you get the best guys on the court. So I think that's why I went with them. Um, but, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. We did 30 picks, one round, um, the mock or the actual draft that is on this Thursday will be two rounds, so there will be 60 picks. Uh, looking forward to it. 
I don't know quite what to expect past the first few picks, so it should be interesting and fun to watch. Don't know what kind of trades there could be, but I'll definitely be tuned in uh, wherever I am. So it'll be fun to watch. Uh, we had fun doing these couple NBA mocks, a little bit different um, for us. We haven't really touched NBA mocks before, but I think it'll be fun to do it. And I mean, we'll have a recap uh, the following Monday, a week from today. Just talking about kind of what went down, winners, losers, team fits, stuff like that. So looking forward to it. As always, we have our usual episode this upcoming Thursday in a few days. So make sure to be tuned for that. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cold Seat Podcast. And I think that's pretty much it. I think that's about it. Um, like you said, you're going to have the episode Tuesday or Thursday, rather. Um, and then uh, NBA draft recap on Monday. Uh, those should come out uh, definitely Thursday and Monday, I'm pretty sure. I don't think we're going to have any conflicts there. Um, so expect those on the normal dates and times. Uh, for now, might change, but it uh, should be good on there. And then uh, we will see you guys on Thursday. Yeah, see you all soon.